Hello and welcome to The Top Story, a podcast that brings you the headlines of the day with the help of correspondents from around the world. And Wang Zihang, coming up in this edition. Israel has carried out airstrikes on the Gaza Strip as the military begins to withdraw from the West Bank. Countries including China and South Korea have voiced opposition to Japan's plan to dump nuclear wastewater into the sea. And Egypt and Turkey have restored diplomatic ties after a decade of frosty relations. We start off in the Middle East. Israel has carried out airstrikes on the Gaza Strip as the military begins to withdraw from Jenin. Israeli raids in the West Bank city have killed at least 12 Palestinians. The Israeli army says the operation was aimed at destroying what it calls militant infrastructure and weapons. Meanwhile, in Tel Aviv, a car rammed into pedestrians, injuring several people. Police say the driver was killed after he began stabbing people near a shopping centre. Hamas has claimed responsibility, saying the attack is a response to the raids on Jenin. Akram Al-Satri reports. Well, the humanitarian situation in Jenin is catastrophic. That concern has been voiced by the representative of the UN when he was speaking about the devastation that has been caused to the refugee camp. You have more than 4,000 people who are identified by the UN agencies as IDPs, internally displaced people. You have seen, we have all seen the streets that have been destroyed because of the fact that Israeli troops have been using uh, minesweepers for the sake of just uh, facilitating the entry of their troops into the area. They have been using different different uh, military tactics that have been used, also causing widespread destruction to the infrastructure in Jenin. They have been destroying the houses. They have build, been building holes between the different homes for the sake of easy access of their soldiers to the different areas. They have been targeting the people. The humanitarian needs of around 15,000 people who are living in Jenin are not met. The main services have been disrupted. The municipality of Jenin made a special statement that the supply of the water for the people of Jenin for the now for the second day almost for the second day is halted because of the fact that Israeli uh, minesweepers have been destroying the infrastructure in the area people are living without electricity and their humanitarian needs are not met those are Karim al-satri in Gaza still on the same story the Arab League has condemned Israel's race in Jenin during an emergency meeting convened in Cairo to discuss the situation Leaders discussed measures to stop the clashes and request international protection for the Palestinian people. Egypt, as one of the mediators of the crisis, has cautioned against continued attacks, which Cairo says will undermine mediation efforts. Adel Al-Marui has more from Cairo. As the Palestinian West Bank city Jenin fell into the fiercest fighting in more than two decades, the Arab League summoned its member states for an emergency meeting. There was an outcry among the delegates in Cairo who warned about the implications of the Israeli attacks. A new crime once again sheds Palestinian blood, which warns of dire consequences, threatens stability and drags everyone in an uncalculated circle of violence. What is happening in Jenin of brutal killing with Israeli war tools greatly diminishes all chances to revive the peace process. It also hinders exerted efforts to restore calm. The Israeli operation in Jenin saw thousands flee the Palestinian camp, seeking refuge elsewhere. 
Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas decided to suspend all contacts, meetings and security coordination with Israel because of their assault. Jenin is not the only target of this Israeli aggression. The main target is to terminate Palestinian national resistance in general to restrain any possibility of a tangible Palestinian independence and that is an attempt to set a strong foundation of the apartheid and the Israeli settlements and occupation. This is what the enemies of peace say and want to achieve. Israel says its operation in Jenin targets whom it described as Iranian-backed Palestinian factions. The attacks are claimed to be a preliminary mission to curb possible Palestinian efforts to build rockets. That was Adel al Morui in Egypt on an Arab League emergency meeting on Israel's raids in the West Bank. Moving on to Asia, torrential rains in southwest China since Monday have killed 15 people and left four others missing. All the casualties are reported in the city of Chongqing, where local authorities say heavy downpours have triggered floods and geological disasters, affecting 130,000 people. Meantime, China has earmarked 320 million yuan, or 44 million US dollars, to support relief efforts in 16 provincial-level regions. Guo Tianqi has details. Since Monday, 24 districts and counties in Chongqing have seen heavy rainstorms, with 10 rivers exceeding the warning level. Chongqing issued three consecutive yellow flood alerts. Level 3 emergency responses for flood control and prevention have also been initiated. Wenzhou district was the worst affected, with the maximum rainfall exceeding 261.2 millimeters, which is the record. Wanzhou firefighters were dispatched to carry out emergency rescues immediately. They used rubber bolts and other equipment to transfer people who were trapped in the floodwaters. The power department and transportation department also sent teams to repair circuits and roads. Local residents also conducted self-rescue. They couldn't get down because their house was in floodwaters one or two meters deep. I carried her from upstairs. She's 90 years old, and she says she's never seen floods this severe. The National Meteorological Center continues to issue a blue alert for rainstorms on Wednesday. On Tuesday night, the Ministry of Emergency Management conducted a virtual meeting with the Chongqing Emergency Management Bureau, the Chongqing Fire and Rescue and other rescue forces to guide the overall response. They reiterated the importance of preventing secondary disasters such as mudslides and landslides, and to pay close attention to the rainfall situation in the surrounding districts in the coming days. That was Guo Tianqi reporting. Staying in Asia, the International Atomic Energy Agency says Japan's controversial plan to release treated radioactive water into the sea meets its safety standards. IAEA Director General Rafael Grossi has met local residents to hear their concerns before visiting the crippled Fukushima nuclear power plant. Japan's move has angered its neighboring countries. China has expressed its regret over the IAEA's report, saying it does not contain the opinions of all experts involved in the evaluation process. The foreign ministry says the report is not a green light for Japan to dump the water into the ocean. Spokesperson Wang Wenbin says the report cannot prove the legitimacy of the release and effectiveness of monitoring. The release of the contaminated water from the Fukushima power plant into the ocean is of great interest to the international community, which should not be taken lightly and bears no room for error. 
China urges the Japanese government to respect the science and facts, and not to attempt to take IAEA's review as an endorsement to discharge the contaminated water. China urges Japan to faithfully fulfill its international moral responsibilities and obligations under the international law, stop pushing through the discharge plan, and seek other alternatives in a responsible manner. The spokesperson added that China will step up its monitoring of the marine environment and inspection of seafood imports to ensure the health of its people. Meanwhile, at the UN Human Rights Council, China said Japan's plan transfers the risk of nuclear pollution to the entire human race, which may result in major trouble in the global marine environment and public health. In South Korea, people are demanding more evaluation before Japan goes ahead with the process. Kumail Soheili has more. Japan is moving forward with its plan to release water contaminated by the Fukushima nuclear power plant meltdown into the Pacific Ocean. The treated water stored in tanks at the site, planned to be slowly released over the next few decades through a pipeline extending one kilometer from the coast. However. Because there isn't enough scientific information and some questions are still unanswered, there are ongoing discussions and requests for more evaluation before going ahead with the release. Professor Yung Yo Chang, who taught ecological, economic, and environmental management at Seoul National University, believes Japan's government should be more cautious about this plan. I think the release of wastewater from Fukushima nuclear power plant is not just. It is because the release of wastewater means a transfer of cost to international society from Japan. The impact of radioactive materials release is not fully understood. So, government of Japan should keep the wastewater in the contained stores on Japanese land until the potential impact are fully understood. South Korea is still not allowing seafood imports from Fukushima due to worries among the public. While Japan says the treated water is safe, not all scientists agree. This has raised anxiety in South Korea. Jack Kim is one of the Koreans who can't believe the promise of Japan's government. I strongly believe that they need to prove themselves on the safety of Fukushima water wastewater first, especially if they pour the wastewater, it will affect the global. Ecosystem maliciously, and I hope they are not stupid. But、um, if they are not stupid or high on radioactive matters, they should not say that the water is safe to consume. The price of sea salt, for example, which is important for a Korean popular dish, kimchi, has gone up. People are also storing extra salt, and some locals are even thinking of saying goodbye to seafood. Juan Kim surprised by seeing people need to wait in queue to buy sea salt. The person said, "Oh, the, you need to get the queue to buy the sea salt because everyone want to have the sea salt in the morning. You need to come to the store and get the queue. The till twenty five number can buy the salt, but other number cannot." Because people want to stock the salt in the house, so they can use it, and I think that's insane because we cannot keep it forever. Recent polls indicate that around 84% of South Koreans are against the plan. Many people in the country hold President Yoon responsible for not taking a tougher action. 
As for now, it appears that the voices of protesters will continue to be heard until they receive reassurance or are presented with an alternative solution to address the issue. That was Komer Sohaili in Seoul. In Africa, Egypt and Turkey have re-established diplomatic ties after a decade of frosty relations. The two sides have appointed ambassadors to each other's capital for the first time since 2013. The two countries cut ties after then Egyptian President Mohamed Morsi was ousted. Morsi was a member of the Turkish-backed Muslim Brotherhood group. Consultation between Egypt and Turkey began in 2021 as Ankara sought better ties with Egypt, the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, and Israel. Here's Adel Al Marui. Well, this is the、um, pinnacle of a series uh, of um, negotiations and discussions that have been ongoing between Egypt and Turkey for the past months, through which we've seen on、um, the foreign minister's level and on.、Um, Other diplomatic levels, negotiations have been ongoing to try to defuse tension. As both countries realize that、um, the time has come for political、um, differences to be set aside and build up、um, a better、um, cooperation in general, whether that is on the bilateral tie levels and on the trade and industrial level. Actually, ties have been. Growing quite significantly and prominently during the ties where the political during the time where the political、um, ties were almost、um, severed completely. So the foundation for a very fruitful and strong cooperation has been there, and what we're seeing、uh, has been announced that now both countries have named ambassadors that will definitely boost. Uh, whatever remains of issues that are still hanging, and will definitely boost business between the two countries, and more importantly, it will have significant implication over regional crises, specifically Libya, where Turkey and Egypt have been standing on opposite sides, supporting rival Libyan factions, and that has been one of the issues that have been fueling division in Libya. Now, if the two countries work together, that will definitely trickle down and have other effects、uh, on the region that may be very helpful. That was Adel Almuri reporting from Cairo. In the Americas, two separate mass shootings have left eight people dead in the U.S. ahead of the Independence Day celebrations. Jim Spellman has more. In the city of Philadelphia, a heavily armed gunman opened fire Monday night, killing five and wounding two children, including a two-year-old. Police arrested a 40-year-old man. This male was wearing a bulletproof vest with multiple magazines in the vest. He also had a scanner. And an AR-style rifle and a handgun underneath his body. He was taken into custody. Meantime, in Fort Worth, Texas, at least three were killed and eight wounded when gunfire erupted at a neighborhood Independence Day celebration. The shootings are shocking, but not surprising. According to the mass shooting tracker website, the U.S. has already experienced at least 400 mass shootings this year, defined as when four or more people are shot in a single event. A few days ago, a shooting in Baltimore, Maryland, killed two and wounded at least 28. Local leaders are frustrated. We, as a country, still allow、uh, the sanctity. Of American guns to outweigh the sanctity of Americans' lives, but it is a cold political reality that there's little chance significant federal gun control measures will go into effect anytime soon. That was Jim Spellman reporting. Over to Argentina, the president of member states of South America's largest trade bloc say they're committed to completing a free trade deal with the European Union. The free trade agreement has been delayed since 2019 due to the EU raising concerns. Overcoming those concerns and differences topped the agenda as the leaders of Argentina, Brazil, 
Paraguay and Uruguay met for a summit in Argentina. Joe Riches reports. The majestic Iguazu Falls near the triple frontier where Argentina, Brazil and Paraguay meet. The backdrop to this week's Mercosur presidential summit, a trade bloc that together with Uruguay represents more than 60% of South America's population. Under discussion, the region's position over the delayed free trade agreement with the European Union. The countries reached a deal in principle with the EU four years ago, but obstacles remain. In March, Brussels added a side letter to the 2019 agreement amid its concerns about the potential environmental impact on forests and biodiversity. Brazil's president left no doubt about his opinion on the matter. The additional instrument presented by the European Union in March of this year is unacceptable, he said. Strategic partners do not negotiate based on mistrust and the threat of sanctions. As well as distance between Europe and the South American bloc on this issue, there are also underlying differences amongst the Mercosur nations themselves. Uruguay used the first face-to-face meeting with all four leaders since 2019 to state its vision and hope for a more modern and open Mercosur. The standstill is what worries us, he said. I wish President Lula the best of luck. I know he's going to put a great effort into finalising the agreement with the European Union. I hope he is able to create some optimism, despite my deep pessimism about this agreement. Tension among member nations remains. Uruguay did not sign the Mercosur joint statement on Tuesday. Brazil has now taken over the bloc's presidency, and despite the challenges, there remains hope that the agreement with the European Union can be finalised this year. There was Joe Reaches in Argentina. Before we go, here's a recap of today's top stories. Israel has carried out airstrikes on the Gaza Strip as the military begins to withdraw from Jenin. Japan's plan to release radioactive wastewater from Fukushima has angered its neighbors, including China and South Korea. And Egypt and Turkey have restored diplomatic ties after a decade of frosty relations. That concludes this edition of The Top Story, a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports and culture, you can subscribe to the Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. And Meng Zihang, thank you for listening.